Well, I'm really excited about our next guest, Sally Fallon. She is the author of the Nourishing Traditions Cookbook, but she is most importantly known as the president and founder of the Weston A. Price Foundation, which began in 1999. Dr. Weston A. Price was a dentist from the 1930s who traveled the world and studied the diets of indigenous people who exclusively ate local traditional foods. He compared their glowing health, excellent bone structure, beautiful teeth, of course, and mental stability to the Americans of his day at the time, who were suffering from dental problems, mental illness, allergies, arthritis, asthma, heart disease, diabetes, digestive disorders, and cancer. What he discovered was interesting. And so I'm excited today to bring with you the founder of the Weston A. Price Foundation, which is a nonprofit nutrition educational foundation that is dedicated to the continuing of Dr. Price's research and the returning really to nutrient-dense foods to our diet and by supporting accurate, up-to-the-date nutrition information, organic and biodynamic farming techniques, pasture-fed livestock, community-supported farms, honest and informative labeling, and the universal access to clean, raw milk, which is so interesting. Technology that helps retain nutrients in our food rather than destroy them. It is such a hot button right now, especially with the cottage food industry, and I promise to do um, devote some time really to that topic soon because I love going to farmer's markets and I meet so many interesting people that are out there trying to f- change really the access we have to good food. So the Weston A. Price Foundations throughout the world, they're a network of local chapters, and they provide a quarterly journal um, of educational brochures, yearly shopping guide, which is really important because you can find out all this information but not necessarily know where to go get any of the food. And uh, they have an annual conference, which we're going to hear some more about. And um, an act, they provide activism at the state and federal levels all about food. So back to Sally Fallon. She is, as I said earlier, the founder and the president of the Weston A. Price Foundation, which she began in 1999, and they have over 14,000 active members. Their website is the westonaprice.org, and she also co-authored another book, uh, Eat Fat, Lose Fat, which is intriguing to me. So we're going to hear a little bit more from Sally Fallon. She lectures all across the country. So I'm really excited to have in the studio Sally Fallon, the founder of the Weston A. Price Foundation. Sally, welcome to KUCI. Uh, thank you, Kimberly. I'm, I'm so pleased to be here and to talk about the foundation and our upcoming conference. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm certainly excited to be in attendance, and that is the... Um, thewisetraditions.org. If you're interested in finding out more about the conference, the Wise Traditions Conference, it comes to the West Coast once every three years because you you take turns, which is lovely for all of the people. Yes, uh, we move around. But uh, this, this year it's in Anaheim, so very convenient to your listeners. Very much so. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to wisetraditions.org. Yes. And then um, I want you to take our listeners back, though, if you could please, and tell us a little bit about uh, Dr. Weston A. Price and why you decided a foundation was so important in his honor. Okay, uh, so Dr. Price studied healthy traditional peoples back in the 1930s and 1940s, and these people were they he studied people in Alaska and Switzerland and Ireland and the South Seas, 
And so all of these diets were very different. But he wanted to be able to say, you know, what's the underlying principle of these diets? And that principle was nutrient density. He analyzed the foods they ate, whether it was polar bear liver or, uh, you know, uh, cassava in the South Seas, whatever it was. And these foods were very high in minerals, but they were particularly high in three vitamins, vitamins A, D, and K, that we get from foods like butter, egg yolks, cream, uh, fish eggs, um, fish liver oils like cod liver oil, uh, even um, fats like lard. And so we set up this foundation to teach people how to implement healthy traditional diets and to show them that this huge campaign against the animal foods is false and that people really need these in their diets. And this particular conference will be focusing, it's, it's called Focus on Fats, and we'll be talking a lot about the healthy fats, the kind that you need in your diet, and the kind to avoid. Okay, well that sounds exciting for a lot of people that have taken fat out of their diet. But yeah. it's not always that simple. There's, a, there's, an, there's some important distinctions about bringing fat back into your diet that, um, that, that have really changed over time. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, um, I'm, I'm not quite sure of the question. So we, we've had this 50 years, more than 50 years, maybe 100 years, of this push to use vegetable oils, to use margarines and shortenings to cook in oils. And we have abandoned the fats that our ancestors used. Our ancestors used butter. They, they cooked in lard or duck fat or goose fat. They, um, they ate the fat on their meat. They... They didn't think there was anything wrong with eggs. They ate many times more eggs than we eat today. So uh, these are the fats we need to get back into our diets, and preferably from animals raised outside on pasture, so pasture-fed animals. And there's a big emphasis on that in our conference, and the people who come will learn why and also where, where they can get these foods. So that was the distinction that I was looking for because... Yes. We've even messed with the food supply so much as to uh, the beef that we're making isn't the the healthy beef that we need. Right. Uh, So we we do have a huge crisis. Um, You know, I think everyone realized we have a terrible crisis with our children. There's so many health problems in our children. We will be talking about that. Children really need these fats. Uh, children need cholesterol to grow up normally and to uh, ha- have the optimal development of their brain, their nervous system, you know, their bones, everything. They need these cholesterol-rich uh, animal foods. And it's just uh, a shame that uh, people are being vectored in a different direction because it's the children who suffer. But that's so interesting. Um, let's spend a little bit of a minute about that because... A lot of people are trying to keep, you know, their children from being obese, but it's the sugar, it's not the animal fat is what we're saying. Well, actually, there have been several studies showing that the children who get full-fat milk and butter, uh, who get these fats, end up slimmer than the children who are put on low-fat diets. And the children on low-fat diets end up eating more sugar, which is an empty food. Uh, They crave sugar and carbohydrates, and uh, they also end up with more insulin resistance. So just the opposite of what people think. 
Um, I mean, I've seen this in my own children and grandchildren. They were they were slim, and they ate lots of fats, lots of animal fats. So um, the conference is going to focus on access to certain um, quality of food. Can we talk a little bit about the difference between the quality of the food you're referring to and the quality of the fats you're referring to? And, and what's really readily available on the market today and why somebody needs to know the difference. <laughs> right. Well, we, um, the, what's happened, not only have people been told to be afraid of fats, but even if they're eating fats, there a lot of them come from the confinement model, the industrial model. Uh, they're fed a lot of very unhealthy things and often antibiotics to keep them healthy. Uh, we recommend products that are from grass-fed animals, and we actually publish a shopping guide. To We name brand names of where you can get these products, and many of these uh, um, companies will be exhibiting at our conference. So we have a grass-fed raw milk exhibitor, and we have grass-fed beef. We have wild seafood exhibiting, and you'll learn a lot about where you can get these products locally which is so important because access is probably one of the most difficult things is to find, you know, somebody that you trust. Um, Take us back initially with the Weston A. Price Foundation in the early days. Um, Wasn't there a lot of encouragement of family farming? And can we talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, We really encourage small grass-based family farms. Uh, We have a local chapter system. We have over 500 local chapters in the world. Uh, many of them in Southern California, and let's just say you're new to this, you want to find pastured eggs or raw milk. You would call your local chapter, and they will. T- they have a list of they've compiled of where these local foods are. Uh, so um, th- that's a way to get you on your way. But the nice thing about coming to this conference is you can be introduced to these foods. We have cooking classes, food preparation classes, and you can taste them. We have five delicious meals included in the conference. So it's a really great way to get you started on a much healthier way of eating. Okay, very good. Now, take me to the um, to why you authored Nourishing Traditions. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, you mean my book? Yes, your book. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I have a book called Nourishing Traditions. That's what kind of got me started in all this. Uh, it's... Um, been a surprisingly uh, good seller and has um, been quite influential. And this this book uh, teaches people why you need the animal fats, why they are so important in your diet, and then provides a lot of great recipes. But there are other themes as well. Uh, one of them is how to make bone broth and use it in soups and stews and sauces. And we talk about why the bone broth is so important for your health uh, not only for your, for your physical health, but for your mood. And um, and we teach you the, how easy it is to make also. Another theme is the lacto-fermented foods, foods like sauerkraut and drinks like kombucha. These are foods that put uh, healthy microorganisms in your body, in your gut. And we have seen in the last 20 years this huge paradigm shift. In the old days, people thought that germs were our enemy, and that you shouldn't have any germs inside of you. And now we know that to be healthy, you need about six pounds of healthy bacteria in your intestinal tract. And so there'll be a lot of emphasis on this at the conference and um, you know, how, the easy ways of doing that. Did you just say six pounds of healthy bacteria? Six pounds. 
And just to give you an example of where we can get these good bacteria, sauerkraut, real old-fashioned sauerkraut that hasn't been heated or, or anything, uh, there will be in one small serving of sauerkraut, like two tablespoons, as many beneficial microorganisms as in a whole bottle of probiotics. And I actually had someone come up to me and say that she suffered from irritable bowel syndrome for 20 years and had tried everything. Two weeks eating sauerkraut and it completely went away and she could live a normal life. Uh, one of the things that people coming to this conference will find is lots of people willing to tell their stories and many of them are very inspiring. Uh, you mean in terms of of how they've healed themselves through this type of a diet? Yes, yes. Well, so what say you of the people that are trying to fight against within their own families this paradigm shift? Um, can you arm them with some information? Because it's really shocking to put butter on the table yes. uh, and, and, to, and to bring fat back into the, into the meal. Uh, it's a huge challenge. Uh, and very often people do say, I'm the only one in the family that thinks this way. Uh, what do I do? And I, I always say, cook delicious food. Start with meatloaf. Make tacos. Make uh, foods that they um, really enjoy. Um, no one will know that you put cream in the meatloaf or that you cook the tacos in lard. Uh, they will just enjoy how delicious they are. So I think that's just the, the first thing is just um, appeal to uh, their stomachs and, and, and cook delicious food. And we pride ourselves on the fact that this diet is delicious. There's no renunciation here. There's, you don't have to give up anything. Uh, delicious desserts are part of our diet, uh, wonderful sauces, uh, great salads, great salad dressing. So all of this is part of our diet, and we can help you learn how to make these foods. Okay, so it's one of the things you address is the access, but how important is it that an animal be grass-fed for the, the resulting beef that we eat um, to nourish our body in a certain way? Well, we, we think it's very important, but we also don't like to make a fetish of our food. And if your only access to food is a supermarket, we, again, talk about what the best things to buy in that supermarket. And, and, and really, yes, grass-fed is best for many reasons, but the butter from the supermarket is still a good food, and the meat from the supermarket is still a good food. So uh, we, we do take you through that to uh, uh, help you, you know, find the best uh, sources that are available to you and, and what to, to buy there. In fact, our shopping guide is organized, and the philosophy of it is uh, health food stores, farms, and supermarkets, if that's your only access. Okay, so important. Um, I can remember years and years ago, somebody saying, if you could just do one thing and only eat butter instead of margarine, then you're on, on the right track. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's the very first thing we tell people to do, eat butter. Butter is a superbly healthy food, and the margarines and spreads are terribly unhealthy foods. Mostly become, because they're coming from vegetable oils, maybe? Yes, and these are um, industrially processed vegetable oils. They're full of free radicals. These are breakdown products that cause cancer, that cause heart disease, that cause growth problems in our children, that... It, uh, depress the immunity in, in our children and in everyone. So that's the first thing we say, switch to butter. And the second thing I say is learn to make salad dressing. Make salad dressing with olive oil. Uh, it's the first step to becoming a great cook, and it's also 
uh, get you off those horrible commercial salad dressings, which really are made with the cheapest oils you, uh, that they have. Is there a strong position on the from the Weston A. Price Foundation um, against or for canola oil? We do have an article on our website about canola oil, and what we say is it's not as good as the, they claim, but it's also not as bad as some people say. Um, but there's an article on our website called The Great Canola. So oh, very <laughs> cute. Look that up. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is Kimberly Martin, and I'm your host of Real People OC. And I have the pleasure of having with me Sally Fallon. She is the author of The Nourishing Traditions. Uh, it's a cookbook, right? Yes, it's a, a cookbook. A cookbook. And she's also um, the founder and the president of the Weston A. Price Foundation, which began in 1999. Um, they have over 14,000 of active members. And uh, the website is just a really great place to go for information, nutritional information, really. That is WestonAPrice.org. Yes. Now, um, you lecture across the country. And uh, tell me a little bit about um, tell me a little bit about that experience. And are you still meeting with people that are shocked by some of the food claims that you're making? We've, I, I'm we've still all been doing so this. programmed, this is my haven't we? Punishment in my old age. No, no. I love to uh, to uh, give my seminar, and I feel like when I'm doing that, that's I'm living up to my purpose in life. It's in general, it's very well accepted, uh, but and and also, but I think. You need to be ready for it too. If you're, you know, just this is just completely foreign. The whole idea that food has something to do with our health, um, you might not be ready for it. But I think the people that come to hear me, there's something a little a voice in their heads that says, you know, you need to you need to hear this. Uh, this is something new. This is something different. And by the way, I do a three-hour seminar and a six-hour seminar, and I only do the six-hour seminar once a year. And it is at this conference. And for newcomers, that's what I would suggest that they come to first. It's on Friday the 13th. Yeah, it is Friday the 13th. And uh, it will introduce you to our principles and also a lot of cooking principles. It's actually a very practical seminar. It's not over anybody's heads. It's, it's very easy to understand. Okay, very good. That's a good place to start. Now, if somebody were to come to the convention on that day, um, they would. Do they have to sign up separately for your class, or is that part no, of their? No, they can just they can register. They can register for the whole conference or for one day, whatever they want to do, and then they pick. On the Friday, we do seminars, and um, they can pick mine or they can pick uh, some others. Uh, we have some great seminars at this conference. We have mine. We have Natasha Campbell McBride, who is the doctor who formulated the GAPS diet for healing the gut and uh, healing, uh, learning and behavior problems, even even things like autism. Uh, then we have a wonderful uh, man from England who is talking about uh, holistic treatments for different types of um, health problems. And then we have a farming track, uh, which is called Holistic Management, and it's about managed grazing, how to restore our grasslands, uh, even in places like Southern California. And then we finally have a cooking track um, uh, on making bread and making kombucha and making fermented foods. Um, so uh, we have five tracks on Friday, all of which I'd love to attend if I weren't doing my own. <laughs> okay, very good. 
Um, you know, you talked earlier and you mentioned the bone broth. I'd like to spend a little more time talking about that. Can you share more with me? Yes. Well, um, I first introduced the idea that bone broths are healthy in the book Nourishing Traditions. And then I've recently published another book called Nourishing Broth, which gives the science for why these genuine bone broths are so good for us. And for one thing, these broths, they're basically melted collagen. And we have more collagen in our bodies than any other type of tissue. So the bone broth nourishes all of our collagen, and that's the what makes up our joints, what makes up our tendons. Uh, we have collagen in all of our organs, even in the eyes, believe it or not. And one very important place that we have collagen is right, we have a layer of collagen right under our skin. So good, healthy collagen keeps us from having wrinkles, gives us really nice skin. And then we have a layer of collagen right uh, behind the lining of the intestinal tract. So that collagen helps us have a good, strong, impermeal gut, no leaky gut. Uh, another great thing about the bone broth is it's a very high in one type of amino acid that regulates our moods, that helps us have a happy mood. So the, the bone broth is good for our physical health and our mental health. Can you accidentally cook out those nutrients by cooking it too hot or for too long? Well, you want to simmer it. We, I recommend a slow cooker or a crock pot. Crock pot very easy to make in a slow cooker or a crock pot. So a bunch of bones of any type? A bunch of bones, some water, a little vinegar, uh, simmer 8 to 12 hours, and you've got really delicious broth, and you can use it to make soups, gravies, sauces, or just bring, drink a cup of broth. Just drink a cup of broth. Um, I'm wondering. It's much better for you than coffee, oh, <laughs> and it will wake you up. Oh, it, that's actually that's really cool. I'm yeah. wondering if if it has all the collagen in it. Does that help with arthritis at all? From the oh, absolutely, thing? absolutely. It helps prevent arthritis, and we've actually had. I, I had a letter from a gal recently who had terrible arthritis in her knee. She thought she was going to have to have an operation. Two weeks on the broth, and all her pain was gone. And is that drinking the broth six times a day or once a day? Oh, or? I think she was doing it two or three times a day. Oh, very good. Okay. And then um, oh, I want to touch on the concept of weight loss through this as well. Do you find that people become slimmer when they eat more fats? They do. And we actually have a weight loss talk on Sunday. I think she's called, um, let me find out what, if I scroll down here. Uh, she um, is from L.A. And... It is called, um, uh, Can Food Be Addictive? As Addictive as Cocaine, Cigarettes, Alcohol. Her name is Tiffany Wright, and she's a weight loss specialist. So she's going to talk about using our type of diet with plenty of fats uh, so you don't, you don't feel hungry all the time for weight loss. Okay. I, um, I had the pleasure of interviewing the nutritionist Kim Schutte here locally. Oh, yes, she's wonderful, <laughs> and she will be speaking also. She was wonderful, and we did a really nice interview with her. And she confessed to me after the program that one of her favorite snacks is a hunk of goat cheese with a big pat of butter on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way we eat. But I'll tell you, you, you might think, oh, I'll gain weight. But the thing is, when you eat something like that, and it's not very much, you are not hungry anymore, and you can go to the next meal. And I think that's one of the first things for weight control is to just eat three meals a day and not feel like snacking in between. 
And the problem with the low-fat diets is they just don't stick with you. You have that raging hunger between meals, and that's when the bad food comes in, you know, when you start snacking on things. It's true. You become ravenous and crazy almost. And getting plenty of fats in your diet uh, uh, will uh, will help control the the hunger. Okay. All right. Well, um, a couple other highlights you want to share with us at the conference? I I wanted to say we do have a children's program at this conference, and it's not just babysitting. It's a full children's program. They have all kinds of great activities. We do cooking with them. They do crafts. Uh, They learn things. Some of our speakers come and talk to the the children. So if you feel like, you know, you would need... um, uh, child care, uh, we are providing that at the conference. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Okay, very good. All right. Um, now, is there any th- um, other wisdom that you can impart on our listeners right now? Um, we're drawing down our time. We have about three minutes left. Well, I would just say go have a look at uh, wisetraditions.org and look at some of the speakers, the presentations, the schedule. I guarantee you, you'll be intrigued and you'll want to be there. The other thing I say, I would like to say is our people are so friendly and so nice. This is like a, uh, a high school reunion with very, very high energy. <laughs> and I guarantee you, even if you come alone and you don't know anybody there, you will meet with some wonderful people. Ah, very good. Uh, one parting thought as I'm looking through some of your materials is um, a surprising food facts that um, animal fats do not cause heart disease, cancer, and obesity, but actually protect us from those conditions. They absolutely do. And we'll be talking in some of our lectures about just why. We'll give you the scientific reason. Re- reason. And by the way, another thing that we pride ourselves on is taking these difficult concepts and making them understandable. Yes, that, because it's, it's, it's a complete paradigm shift. I, I don't even know, like, I'm going to take that fact home, and I think my parents are going to kill me. They're going to say, uh, no, we've been feasting on information for the last 30 or so years that yes. that's exactly what is causing the problem. Right. And, and how do we counter that argument? It's Well, it's with knowledge, uh, and that's what we were set up to do. We are a teaching organization, and we, Dr. Price's dying words were, you teach, you teach, you teach. We don't see any other way of doing this but teaching, and we are there when people are ready to learn. Uh, very good. Well, with that, I'm so thankful to you uh, for for the time that you've shared talking to us about the Weston A. Price Foundation and also about the upcoming Wise Traditions Conference that's being held. It's the 12th through the 15th, is that correct? Uh, it's the 13th through the 16th, The actually. 13th through the 16th, okay. Thank you so for... So it's uh, for, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and you can come for just one day. Uh, you can come for a couple of days. You can come for the whole conference. Uh, you'll see all the choices when you go online to wisetraditions.org. Okay, very good. Well, Sally Fallon, I'm so thankful you took the time to talk to KUCI. Well, thank you. Thank you for helping us publicize the conference, and we look forward to seeing some of your listeners there. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye now. Bye. Bye.